This is the Health Wildcatters podcast. I am Hubert Zajic and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Health Wildcatters. Health Wildcatters is a nationally ranked healthcare accelerator based in Dallas, Texas. It's time to talk about exits. In a, invariably, any startup we talk to has some goal, some strategy to get to a certain point. And the conversations early on can go a variety of different ways. And sometimes a startup leads with the exit, saying, invest in me because here are all the other exits that other startups have had, and here's how many millions they have made. And um, sometimes that can really, really, really get into the way of your thinking uh, as you focus solely on that part, as opposed to building your startup. At the same time, sometimes startups have no concept of how they will monetize their invention or their startup and not just along the way, but also ultimately. And both both things can get in your way. So let's talk about the first one first. If, if all you talk about is how you're going to sell this company, you're missing the point that first, and I'm going to take the position of an investor here, but even as an accelerator company, I'm, I'm going to be your investor, that you need to sell the next person first. And while I appreciate you having an understanding of how your company could ultimately be a, it's always, by the way, it's always multiple of $100 million companies or billion-dollar companies. Well, I appreciate that greatly as an investor, and I need to hear that that's possible. I don't spend a lot of time worrying about that because if you do the right things along the way, that is a certain possibility um, that you could be in such a position. But also as an investor, I've seen too many startups to know that if you overly focus on that, and this is really how you're trying to entice me or make me loving your startup, then you're probably spending too much time on that and not enough time on explaining how the business can get to the next step. Because before you make hundreds of millions, you're going to have to make tens of millions. Before you make tens, you're going to have to make your first million and um, ultimately have to get started somewhere. So at first you need to make any money. And so in many cases, we're talking to pre-revenue startups. So I really uh, like to certainly see a slide on that and comparables. It lets me, lets me understand that you've done your homework. You understand there's a big enough market. But after that, I really don't want to hear about it too much because uh, either you're focusing on building your business or you have this, this idea about becoming a very rich person. And so the latter doesn't help me in your pursuit of the first few steps. And it can get into, the, into your way as well. So on the other hand, if we're not talking about how your company at some point in the future can create returns for the investors at all, or if you don't know how you're going to do that, or even have an idea of how you might go about doing that, then we got a problem too. Because if you don't see a way or we don't see a way for your startup to be ever sold to anyone or have enough subscriptions or customers to be uh, making revenue in lots of revenue and profits or for you to go through an ipo then you know you haven't actually thought through how this startup might might grow there are exceptions of startups that um grow and always stay independent that's a 
that's a minority in in my at least in my in my world. Uh, most startups get either acquired or go through an IPO. Um, Facebook would be a great example of a, of a company that grew, grew, grew on its own and eventually went public. But every time somebody mentions Facebook to you, they may as well mention the person that was struck by lightning seven times in his or her lifetime and survived. I actually don't know if that person exists, but probably your chances of being the next Facebook is about that. It's like winning the lottery several times. It just doesn't happen very often. Do I want to, you to say that it'll never happen? No. This is America. This is entrepreneurial territory. I absolutely want you to believe that there are no limits as long as you put yourself into a purpose-driven uh, environment and get your startup uh, going. Who am I to say it can't be? But I also want you to be realistic. So that is not something you plan. That's a result of your efforts 15, 20 years later. And uh, certainly would, would love it if um, some of our startups follow that, but I'm not counting on it. That, that bit of realism needs to be in there. However, if you have not thought about it at all, how your startup could be positioned in the future to be an attractive company to be acquired or grow or go through an IPO, then you're also missing something. And that is actually an important piece. Well, I earlier said it's a small piece. It's an important piece because investors have to see a way for them to get paid back at some time in the future. And yes, it could be dividends. It could be that we hold on and become an ExxonMobil type of company and pay dividends. And that's great. Uh, and, and then share prices of those types of companies goes up too, but you basically become a value company. But for the most part, that's not going to be the way it goes. And so as you grow, you need to also look at... um uh, and have an idea of what you think could happen to your company. And entrepreneurs, this is not a optional ingredient. Entrepreneurs have to have passion. Passion for what they're doing, passion for how they're uh, making a difference in whatever they're pursuing. And and that passion ultimately trans translates into value. As an investor, I will look at that and say, you know, this person really uh, is trying hard. This person has... A vision this person has knows what he or she wants to accomplish and also has in mind the people that help along the way, which is your co-founders, your early investors, which may be your family and, and, and how to get them some value at some point in the future later. So well, I don't want you to dwell on it. You should have some idea of what is normal for your industry. For instance, for a, a medical device startup, it's very typical to be acquired or a health IT um, startup. So that has happened, for instance, to one of our startups that was acquired by Nike. So that's a big brand and was acquired by Nike. And that was obviously uh, one of those situations where you say, well, that's that happens to actually be a company we all know, not just specialists know it. So in many cases, it will not be a company that everyone has heard of. Another one of our companies went through an IPO on NASDAQ and... Well, that's not as common. This company happens to be a pharma AI company, and that, that's the right way for them to go about it. So needless to say, in both cases, there is a, uh, that's what, what's called a liquidity event, and your investors then get paid back uh, their money. And hopefully also there was a growth in value so that they get paid um, some uh, more than just the money they put in. And uh, certainly that would be the goal with both types of acquisition in a, in a positive scenario. And needless to say, there are many, many times when that doesn't go that way because most startups um, 
need a lot of help to get to that point. But um, even even then, uh, you might still be in charge of your company. Now you're in charge of a your company becomes a division of a large company and you're, you're leading the charge and you still have some goals and performance metrics to fulfill, to um, make returns that is determined based on your performance or the performance that you put in after you were acquired or after, of course, if it's an IPO after the company went public, which is what your latest investors need. Otherwise, they don't see a return. So that's a, that's a, a good alignment of incentives there. Um, but a very important thing to think about, again, if if all you mention is exits, 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 then an investor is wondering about whether you have really a focus on the next few steps. So mention it and show me that you have a game plan of some kind that is somewhat realistic. You're going to know most about your industry. And then secondarily, if you never mention exits, um, you, you might want to put that slide in somewhere and start doing some research on what is realistic. Because this is going to help you with your uh, valuation early early on with your investors and speaking their language, giving them an idea of what kind of returns they might be able to get if they choose to invest in you. Many of our entrepreneurs have the exit, start something new, which is fun too. And that's how they become serial entrepreneurs and continue to grow different businesses to the point at which they are handing these off to people who are better at not starting things, but rather growing companies Um and that's a whole nother skill set. So happy, happy trails and uh, happy exits for all of you. And uh, wish you all the best of luck. That's it for this episode. The Health Walk Hatters podcast is produced and edited by Covington Doan. The music is by William Flato. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. To learn more about Health Walk Hatters, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or visit the website at healthwalkhatters.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>